0: What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always boss player forever.
1: Happy Monday, and welcome into another edition of Franchise Player, a site crossover podcast of the Old Miss Spirit on three and inside the Rebels 247. I'm Ben Garrett, sound and sick. Going on day four or five of sounding sick. And he's David Johnson. Hey, buddy.
0: I feel better. Almost pneumonia over the last week and uh, finally got a little bit of a voice back. So, hey, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. Lane's still the head coach. We can actually talk about normal things instead of a coaching search. I'm good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All of that is behind us now, hopefully. And, uh, you know, we can move on to what's going to be a wild December when it comes to recruiting. Recruiting is so different. But wait until that Monday, December 5th, when Portal opens up for business, it's going to be, oh, my God, this guy's in there, and this guy's in there, and this guy's in there. Who do we go after? There's reason to be excited. I think most of the action here on out is going to occur in the transfer portal. Yes, they're going to take maybe three, four more high school guys, I believe. But most of the action is going to be in the Portal. You've got to watch your own roster. It's got to be re-recruited and kept here. But, you know, right off the hand, they need a big, mean, ugly offensive lineman. We always need defensive linemen. We need tight ends. And I'm afraid, depending on how everything shakes down, you've got to find some guy in the portal that's willing to come in here and be Jackson Dart's backup and be a capable quarterback and wide receivers. So – Pretty much everything's
1: on the list. Oh, everything's on the list. And I wrote a story for the Old Miss Spirit yesterday, the must-haves in the portal, because the transfer window, like you said, opens December 5th. And this is going to be a mad rush for a month. When you look at what Old Miss has done in the previous three years under Lane Kiffin, it's always been um, at the forefront, has the portal as far as his roster construction and building effort. So we know what's coming. And a lot of kids have already put their names in the portal. Kentrell Bullock is gone. We all expected that. Um, A lot of preseason hype for Kentrell Bullock, but he never really made any kind of impact in the offensive backfield. He played a little bit of special teams, but really didn't contribute in any meaningful way. Um, I expect Zach Evans still to declare uh, for the NFL draft. That was kind of always the plan. Um, That has nothing really to do with the portal, but it does kind of open up what I think is a need, which I put in the story, which is a running back with Quinshawn Jukins, because Ole Miss, I think, proved this year it's at its best when it's imposing its will and just overwhelming teams with a ground game that's the best in the country. That's a real winning formula. Even the games they lost, they were competitive and had a chance to win, had leads in most every one of these games except for Arkansas, um, and a lot of that had to do, or most all of it had to do, with their ability to just wear teams down with their running game. So you need somebody – like with a, like a Zach Evans, and that's going to be hard to replicate because that kid's an unbelievable talent. I mean, he's probably a top three talent in the draft coming up. So finding a running mate for Quinshawn Jenkins and maybe that's Ulysses Bentley sticking around the transfer from SMU, but he was banged up all year. You don't really know what you have. You can't assume anything. So I put running back in there. Tight end, in my opinion, is the biggest need right now because Michael Trigg is suspended. He was already a disappointment. He wasn't really making the impact he was expected to. I think in the preseason – uh, we do these podcasts almost every day. And one of the uh, topics we talked about was like the leading receiver for Ole Miss in 2022, previewing the season ahead. Yeah. And both you and I kind of agreed. I mean, the obvious guy was going to be Michael Trigg, and yet that just never really materialized.
0: It was Lane. I mean, I asked him a question back in the spring about him. And, you know, he went off on this conversation he and Knox had had about just a grown man amongst boys out there. But That, that came from Lane Kiffin. Everybody thought Michael Trigg was set to have a breakout year. Did not happen. You know, does he have it in him? Probably.
1: You have to, because, I mean, it's more than that. I mean, Casey Kelly's football career is in jeopardy following his injury. Kyron Heath had a clear path to playing time, and they were so excited about him in the preseason and talked him up and even talked him up a little bit once Trigg went down, but he never played. Um, they played the entire Egg Bowl essentially without a tight end. Jonathan Mingo played tight end. They they just ran without a tight end, but like the things that the tight end does in the passing game, those short routes, maybe attacking the middle of the field, that was all Jonathan Mingo. So you have to get a tight end. You have to get a tight end. Uh, Hudson Wolf, at this point, you cannot assume anything with him. Pretty much when you signed him, because he suffered that debilitating back injury in high school, when you signed him, despite being a four star, six, seven, great size, great hands, everything you want in a prototypical modern tight end you assumed it would be gravy because you just didn't know. And he still has not been found. I mean, he's still milk cartoned. We don't know where Hudson Wolf is. Uh, So you need a tight end and you need a running back to pair with Quinshawn Judkins. And then the other one I put was edge because Sam Williams proved almost impossible to replace. I mean, Cedric Johnson was good, but he was also banged up. So once he went down, there was nobody really to step up and take over. Kari Coleman was recruited to rush the passer, but he was moved to linebacker. Jared Ivey proved to be better as a hybrid defensive tackle edge than just a straight up pass rusher. So you need to get an edge. And fortunately, Ole Miss has so much money in NIL, 10 million or so now, that it doesn't have to really pay top-rate premium money for those premium positions like quarterback. Jackson Dart is here. So you can splurge. You've got to go get an edge. You can splurge at edge. But see, here's the thing, and I said this in the thread when I posted the story, I just listed three positions, but I could just as easily have put wide receiver in there or linebacker in there there are some real needs because Ole Miss needs wide receivers desperately I don't know what's going to happen with Jalen Robinson I assume he's going to stay but like I talked to that kid in August and he said I'm here to ball out this year and go to the NFL and he was nowhere to be found so maybe he That's comes right. back and he's a big huge part of things that but you can't assume that you've got to go get some guys so linebacker linebackers are just like tight end just like wide receiver just like Um, edge. I mean, they need impact, and fortunately, these are positions that you can address uh, with multiple guys in the portal without having to pay top dollar like you would if you're trying to get a quarterback like last year.
0: Well, and, and, you know, getting back to that quarterback deal, okay, who's going to back Jackson Dart up next year outside of true freshman Marcel Reed and try to find a guy who's willing to come in here and back Dart up next year? What do you do?
1: I'm not totally uncomfortable with Marcel Reed as the backup, but you can't – that can't be the only guy.
0: Yeah, but one thing, I mean, spring practice, fall camps have shown us you got to be able to do it in the game. And that doesn't show us that, you know, spring ball-wise and and, and fall camp-wise, I don't think you got to – you could take that chance. I don't think you could take that chance. You need to go out and find a veteran QB somewhere – that wants well, an old Miss degree, and that's not an easy thing to do. Um, well, not, is Ken K. A-
1: Dinn, are we assuming he's gone?
0: Well, all I know is he was listed for senior night. Hmm. That's got to leave you thinking. Yeah. And, of course, Luke Altmaier, we're, we're just waiting on his name to pop up on December 5th.
1: Yeah, he's gone. We knew that, though. I mean, there's a reason why they preserved his red shirt. That's been an ongoing story. We laid that out when it happened, when Jackson Dart earned the nod, and Lane Kiffin said very publicly that there's an agreement that's been, that's been uh, made with the, the Altmeyer family, family, and he respects them, and they respect him. It was handled perfectly in this new modern, everybody can leave when they want to day and age of college football. But Luke Altmaier, I mean, he's going to get into the portal. Who else is gone? Brandon Mack is gone. Isaiah well, Willard. Well, he's I can't believe Unk still got
0: eligibility. I know. Believe it or not, he does. Remember, last year in the 21 season, Unc decided like three games in, he was going to take a redshirt, and he did. So he's got a year of eligibility left. I know there are schools out there that, believe it or not, outside of Southern Miss, that value Unc, that want to come after Unc, and uh, he's going to land somewhere. And And that's awesome.
1: He deserves it. He's a great kid.
0: He does, and he's capable of contributing somewhere.
1: He will always be the guy that Ole Miss got because it didn't land Makers by no fault of That's his own. True.
0: That's true. After an outstanding high school career, you know, just a great kid. He's been a great teammate. He's been a great Ole Miss Rebel. You know, nothing you can say about uh, about Unc. But, but you know, Dennis Jackson, of course, already in the portal. Uh, we'll see what happens with him.
1: He's one of the biggest disappointments in recent memory for me, Dennis Jackson. I was just convinced he was going to be good.
0: You know, and, and, and I was convinced even leaving fall camp that he was going to get a shot at some point in the season.
1: That he had something, you know, that he yeah. had something to offer. The car buying process can be a lot. I know I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da
1: When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Of all of those positions, what is your... Biggest need for Ole Miss football.
0: You got to have a tight end. You know, you, you need a tight end. I, I don't know that we fully recognize what all we were missing this year by not having a substantial player at the tight end position. Um, I think the offense could have been a whole lot more had Lane been able to go out there every Saturday with a tight end that he could count on. And, um, so that's position number one. And then everything else, look, you got to have more defensive linemen. You can't ever have enough. Even with this three-man front that, you know, maybe they'll play in next year, maybe they'll change it. You got to have more defensive linemen. Um, linebacker, they're they're all important. You've got to have a really accomplished offensive lineman. You got to have a guy that can plug and play immediately. Um,
1: but here's the thing with that. Here's my question with that, because you're you're as knowledgeable about Ole Miss offensive line stuff as anybody I know. You did that with Mason Brooks.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a
1: portal miss, and Jaden Williams and Micah Pettis were guys already on the roster, and they stepped up and became your starting tackles. So where do you really need to address? Because Caleb Warren will be back at center.
0: Who replaces Nick Broker? And then possibly. Who replaces Jeremy James?
1: You said it could be a a real possibility that uh, Jeremy James would come back next year, and that that surprised me. Do you still feel that, or do you think he's gone?
0: I still think there's a possibility Jeremy James comes back. I don't think he has to, but he could.
1: How much does it help with all of these guys that could be on that stay-or-leave borderline that Lane Kiffin is now firmly returning as Ole Miss head coach?
0: I think it helps. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, It helps with a guy like Quenchon Jenkins, right? You know, he, he's going to be staying now. Um, it helps with everybody. I mean, that's who they signed up to play for. They want to play for Lane Kiffin. So, yeah, I believe that's a big help. You know, are there going to be some surprises? Ben, I think there will be. There are going to be some guys that, that are going to test the waters of the portal. I, I think you have that with every college football team in America. You know, we're kind of waiting a little bit just to see where the holes are in a big sense. So that's what we're doing.
1: I think Ole Miss has to get a wide receiver or two, because when you look at it, Jonathan Mingo is about to be gone, and Darius Jackson's in the portal. He wasn't going to help you anyway. But there is a real criticism of Lane Kiffin and his staff and in its inability to develop high school players to contribute early on in their careers. Quinshawn Judkins is the biggest high mark for this staff, for Lane Kiffin and his staff. I mean, Quinshawn, you deserve credit for that. But you had a wide receiver problem this year. And J.J. Henry, a former four-star, nowhere to be seen, really. Uh, Braylon Brown, nowhere to be seen, former four-star wide receiver. You have to get some wide receivers. You have to. Last year, you remember this. Isaiah Naylor got into the portal. Ole Miss was all over him. Bro, McCoy from USC got into the portal. Ole Miss was all over him. I mean, every single guy of consequence – what really hurt about Deion Smith not getting his grades in order and then going to East Mississippi, and he's no longer there. He's off that team. I mean, I, I don't know what his future holds. I'm not bringing him up to say that, oh, he's another option for Ole Miss. I think that ship has sailed in many ways. Yeah, but that, what, what, where that hurts is because that was a foregone conclusion. That was happening. Deion Smith was leaving LSU, He was coming to Ole Miss. Ole Miss had essentially solved this long-term wide receiver problem, and then they didn't. So you have to get wide receivers.
0: None of those young receivers, Brandon Buckhalter, J.J. Henry, Braylon Brown, none of them showed us anything. And the opportunity was there for them to do that. Um, so it's not like you can put your hat on, okay, we got this wave of young talent coming in. So you're right, wide receiver is very important. You know, there will be a ton of wide receivers in the portal, and Ole Miss has an attractive package to offer them.
1: And a lot of money, unlike last time around.
0: I don't think, and you may differ, I wouldn't think they'd take any more than three or four more high school guys at the most.
1: Who would you say we're really waiting on? Chris Johnson?
0: They'll take two running backs of Dante Dowdle, Keeter Riscano, and Chris Johnson if they get that lucky. I think they're still flirting around with Caden Lee, the wide receiver from Georgia. All the other positions, though, I really think they're going to lean more towards the transfer portal. Now – you always take a high school guy that you just can't say no to. doesn't matter what position. If that right guy comes along, they take that guy.
1: Yeah, but you yeah, always leave yourself wiggle room for the best available.
0: absolutely, but you don't turn
1: down good players. that's stupid.
0: But I do see uh, the focus of this class from this point forward being in the transfer portal.
1: And it kind of has to be. But the whole thing about good players is if, for example, the best quarterback since sliced bread. I know that Jackson Dart is entrenched as the starter, but Ole Miss has to entertain that. That's where we're at now. It's in, like, free agency with the NFL. Your job is to win games and get good players. They're not getting a new quarterback or anything like that. Jackson Dart is a quarterback, and, man, after everything he said with all the Lane Kiffin drama that was happening and how he gritted and battled it out in the Egg Bowl, had his best game, I'm excited as hell about that kid. Like, he has really earned some crazy good capital with Ole Miss fans, I think.
0: Well, and the and the issue with bringing in a quarterback through the portal, and they've known this could be a potential issue for a long time. So it's not like the staff is flat-footed on this. But you've got Jackson Dart, who's solidified as a starter. Ben, he's going to be here another two years, unless he just blows the roof off everything next year. You're talking about bringing a quarterback in an age where quarterbacks don't like to set having to come in here two years and set for a chance or bringing in some guy to tote a clipboard. I'm just there in case of emergencies. That's the hard thing to find.
1: Didn't they get two walk-ons that were actually pretty good for walk-ons for the year last year? Yeah, but,
0: but look, here's my problem though. Do you want your backup option to be a true freshman or two walk-ons next year? Well, no, see, my no, argument no.
1: would be if your starting quarterback and trench starting quarterback goes down, it's a lost year anyway. As far as what you're truly trying to accomplish, you could still finish six and six, seven or whatever, and go to a bowl game. Uh, but you're not. I mean, I, Ole Miss going into the year next year with Jackson Dart at quarterback has the expectation and goal of reaching the college football playoff, and it's not a pipe dream because this year they finished eight and four, and every game they lost, save for Arkansas, they led in those games and had a real opportunity to win, and they just lost. So going into next year, the four will be eight and four. And if you have Jackson Dart at quarterback, you have really good players at the most important positions on your team, then it's not unrealistic at all to believe that you're a playoff team, that you're a potential playoff team. So if you lose Jackson Dart, it doesn't matter. You're not going to go get a, a Jackson Dart equivalent in the portal to back him up. So I'm fine with Marcel Reed being the quarterback in that scenario, just because at that point, it's a developmental thing. If you're, going, if you're just going to the Liberty Bowl, the Music City Bowl, you're trying to develop the quarterback of the future. Because at that point, Jackson Dart's only there for another year at best. So let Marcel Reed take the reins and roll with it. And you just live with the growing pains because you're taking the long-term view that, rather than the short-term view. If your quarterback goes down, the goals that you set in place in the preseason have to change astronomically.
0: My job right now, if I'm Lane Kiffin, is to prepare next year's football team to win no matter what. So I've got to look at that situation, and, and and I may be just like you. I may ultimately decide exactly what you just laid out. It doesn't have to be that way. I would like to fix it if it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we'll see. I, I doubt that they bring in a quarterback from the portal just because it's got to be some crazy guy going, I'm going to come to Ole Miss and beat Jackson Dart out. Or, hey,
1: but hold on now. Like Oklahoma almost pulled Jackson Dart from USC despite already having Dylan Gabriel with that same exact pitch. Like, hey, man, Dylan Gabriel's our dude. You just come and sit for a year, and you're going to be the guy next year. And it was tempting enough that he really thought about it.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. But with Jackson Dart, likely you're talking about having to come and sit two more full seasons because, you know, I think Dart's here for the 23 season and the 24 season. You know, when Dan Werner went out and got Jordan Tiamu, Mm -hmm. I remember talking to Jordan, and I'm like, Jordan, let me ask you a question. You know Ole Miss has Shea Patterson. Why? I mean, you've only got two years left. Why would you come? I'm coming to win the job. And lo and behold, it happened that way. So, uh,
1: But he was from nowhere school, and nobody knew him.
0: See, I think that was a great –
1: uh, scouting job done by Dan Werner. That was just a good individual scouting effort because those things don't really happen. That's not really something you very very well find. I mean, there's a lot of times where uh, a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator or head coach identifies a guy like that, and it doesn't work out even when they're pressed into duty. Jordan Tiama just turned out to be the exception to the rule. You can't rely on that this time around.
0: Well, you can't rely on it, but
1: – Because, I mean, it reminds me a little bit when every uh, recruiting season after Dexter McCluster – when uh, they would sign somebody and he was the next Dexter McCluster?
0: Corvick Yeah,
1: (laughs) Try to find the next Jordan Tiamu. That's really hard to do.
0: It is. I agree with that.
1: So I think that's more down the list, like five or six. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah.
0: I think it is too. You got to get a
1: cornerback. Miles Battle, gone. DeAndre Prince, gone. I know Davis and Nick Bagnoson's got NFL talent. Marquevious Brown's probably right behind him. You have
0: to get a corner. Davis and Nick uh, Certainly looked like a freshman All-American in the first seven games Ole Miss played. But as the competition got better, you started seeing some of uh, some of big Noson's weaknesses a little bit due to him being a true freshman um, and due to the competition getting better and better for Ole Miss.
1: So getting a cornerback. I just will say this because, look, let's be honest here. We've been a recruiting season. We're kind of in that little uh, purgatory between the season ending and then recruiting starting, then ball season. And we're trying to set the table for what's to come. But this is kind of a quiet period on this Monday. Nothing really crazy is happening right now. And I'm just glad that nothing crazy is happening right now because I thought that right now you and I would be talking about who Ole Miss was going to hire to replace Lane Kiffin today. This is a much better alternative. And I'm just glad on this Monday edition of Franchise Player, we're just talking about, hey, how's Lane Kiffin going to take this thing even further? Because, man – I was not looking forward to the alternative.
0: Well, I'm doing about all I can to even talk this morning. I apologize again, but uh, hell, I guess when you get old like me, it it takes longer to recover. So, (laughs) hey, man, that's what this time of year is, man. Listen to me. Let me tell you what people have no idea how sick I was Thanksgiving. I mean, freaking egg bowl to cover and everything going on. I'm throwing up. I've got a fever of 101. And all that's gone now, thank God. And you're worried about all this Lane Kiffin stuff.
1: Before anything really gets started as uh, Lane Kiffin takes into an offseason, again, hoping to attack the portal and bring reinforcements for his roster. Looking at the schedule, you got road trips to Georgia and Alabama next year. I got an early record prediction
0: of eight and four. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I uh, want to get this right. And I missed by two games this year. I picked ten and two. Mercer one and 0. They open up against Mercer. That'll be a, an ass kicking. It's three and o. Oh frick! Alabama on the fourth week of the season. Uh, three and one. LSU three and two. Arkansas four and two. Auburn five and two. Vandy six and two. Texas A and M until they show me otherwise. Seven and two. Georgia seven and three. ULM eight and three. Mississippi State. I'm going nine and three right now. Who's your who are your losses? I'm just curious. Alabama and Georgia. Okay, but you said eight and four. Um Arkansas
1: kind of moved me to eight and four just because.
0: No KJ Jefferson.
1: Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. I'd I'd say nine and three. LSU would be one of the losses. They won't have Jaden Daniels next year, but Brian Kelly's a really good coach.
0: Brian Kelly knows what he's doing. uh, But, hey, hold
1: on now. That game's in Oxford, Mississippi. So, you know what? Ah, screw it. 10-2. and Losses to Georgia and Alabama. They win one of those. They go to the playoff. This needs to be a playoff team because this team this year, despite it legitimately being a rebuilding year, it's not an excuse. Look how much they lost. Look at the coaching staff turnover. And I expect coaching changes this year too.
0: You're going to have some. I believe it. I get asked a lot, where do I think those moves will happen? Look, I'm going to tell you the same thing now I told you last week. I'm not in Lane Kiffin's mind. I can't predict what he's going to do. Uh, But if history is any indicator, he's going to shake this staff up.
1: But here I am already moving off of eight and four and saying ten and two. Hope, again, springs eternal. Because Lane Kiffin didn't leave. This is Ben, franchise player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter. He's David Johnson at Rebels247. He writes for Inside the Rebels. That's an affiliate of 247. I write for the Oldman Spirit, and affiliate of on Three. We'll be back later this week, and maybe both of us will feel better. The offseason is here, in the lead up to bowl season two, and we'll be here every step of the way. Check out our coverage on both of our websites, The Oldman Spirit and Inside the Rebels. Thank you, buddy. Hotty toddy, everybody.